cell. I rap at the door, my young son Gabriel walks in. My wife says, no, Gabriel, leave. I say, no, let the boy watch. Let the boy watch. He needs to learn the way I learned from my father. The way he learned from his father. <laughs> let the boy watch. The way he learned from his father. <laughs> let the boy watch. Welcome back to episode three. That's a three. Oh, let the boys watch. A entertainment podcast brought to you by Going Great Productions. I'm one of your co-hosts. My name is Robbie. Alongside the man who was uh, fashionably late to Connor's wedding, <laughs> Cousin Benny. Good morning. How, how are we? And uh, the man who was looking for the best airline doctors in the world. <laughs> <laughs> one of our co-hosts. Our good buddy Ryan. Oh man, I was. I was. I asked Jess to get me the best airline doctor in the world. Now, <laughs> um, so yeah, welcome to Let the Boys Watch an entertainment podcast. Like Robbie said, uh, we are discussing Succession season four right now, and uh, after that, we'll see what happens. Uh, but today's episode is on episode three of Succession season four, called Connor's Wedding. Um, it was a big episode according to the internet um i don't know if you guys saw this but it is currently sitting at a 9.9 on imdb after about seven thousand ratings that's pretty fucking high i was yeah i was checking it last night because i know that's what you like to go off of and it was at 9.6 as soon as the episode ended for me and then by the time i went to sleep it was like 9.9 and i fashion uh famously go to sleep very late yeah um but it was only like 600 ratings. So I was like, I'd probably dip a little bit. But to hear it's still rocking 9.9 with 7,000, that's pretty crazy. Wild. Brian, I know you wanted to do a uh, a plums rating. I know you discussed it uh, <laughs> privately. <laughs> how many uh, How many out of 10 plums, what would you give this episode? Uh, 7.8 plums. Oh, that's, that's oh, tough, buddy. Babe, that's low. <laughs> I know. We'll get into it. Okay. All right. But by the end of this episode, it might be up to 9.4. We'll see. It better right. be. Yeah, okay. Um. <laughs> so what were you guys' overall impressions? Should we get it? Well, you know what? Actually, before we get into that, really quick. Okay. did get a couple emails. I don't know if you guys saw this. Yeah, I did. So why don't we read one email? We'll talk about our overall, overall impressions, and then we'll read the other ones because they're a little more, uh, I think, appropriate for this uh, episode specifically so let me just pull that up quickly all right because this one is from a few days ago and it's from proud mary too big fan of uh going gray hello hey <laughs> too. uh and she says hi ltbw welcome benny i am really hello. enjoying listening hello i'm really <laughs> enjoying listening to your recaps your thoughts and insights help not only my deeper understanding, but my recall of the details of the episode, like a book talk for TV. That's right. Only Love two it. episodes in, and I'm enjoying this season better than any other. I agree that Greg and Tom are the highlight with their conversations and their hysterical view of things. If Santa were a hitman, 
It's like Jaws, if everyone worked for Jaws, cracked me up and were perfect and funny descriptions of what they were witnessing. I felt so bad for Greg when he was trying to break the news to Corella de Carey. I love it. When I do feel Greg is a lot more savvy than we know yet. Again, although I think Roman has some of the funniest one-liners and twisted comments, he is just so creepy that I'm sure he has a hidden file on his computer that he probably could get him arrested. I believe that file is probably titled logistics, but that, <laughs> yeah. that that's maybe Tom. Um, at the end, when he went to see his father, it seemed that Logan was not at all surprised to see him. So I think Roman is definitely playing both sides. Ryan, I get why you hate Kendall. I can imagine hanging with a guy like him and just wanting to get away. But as an onlooker, I just feel sorry for him. He's been so beaten down. His self-esteem is non-existent. He's always trying to prove he is ruthless, cool, or likable, but to annoying and awkward results. You talking about me or Kendall? <laughs> I agree. Is he, is he is... close to home? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, she knows me better than anyone, right? <laughs> um, <Allegedly>. I... <laughs> I agree Shiv is pushing the deal out of anger. She has longstanding rage and emotions all tied up together, resulting in much deeper resentment of her father. By the way, did any of you notice she is pregnant in real life? I suspected it, so I looked up and she is indeed expecting. I wonder if they'll work it into the show. Maybe a reason for her and Tom to reconcile? Question mark. Keep chatting, boys. Love it. Love Proud Mary, too. Well, as usual, love you, too. And I uh, appreciate the email. And uh, good, yeah, good kind of recap of what we talked about last week. And I think it's funny because as I was reading this email, it like almost like none of this stuff like mattered right now because of what happened in episode three it's like like uh stuff was going along and this was just a huge speed bump and now we're like yeah. recalibrating and a lot of things are changing what do you guys yeah think? like you like you said man like everything is has reset now and some of those little plot lines that you thought were important or going to be important like don't matter anymore i thought right. it was such a good point too that you brought up where she was thinking about, you know, was Roman always kind of playing both sides? Right. And they they kind of alluded to that a little bit last week yep. um, with, with him reaching out to him. Was there more stuff going on behind the scenes? We don't know. Maybe we'll find out or maybe it just doesn't even matter anymore. Yeah. And didn't Kendall also say something like we were all like talking to like I know you he said like we had a family function. We've we're not estranged but i thought i remember him saying something like we we're we we're all talking to people or something like that am i mi misremembering i think you maybe just the the night at the karaoke party maybe that's what that he was talking about that they just had we're at a family function and so i think that's, no yeah yeah i know that I don't, I don't know if they were they were all talking i'm not sure well, know, he's, he said in the episode we've all had communications with yeah Logan. that maybe that was it and i kind of I think but, that, that that whole kind of statement was like, you know, just covering their ass on how the relationship yes. looked with Logan at that point, because yeah. I think the estranged thing wouldn't have played well. Yeah, so I, I, I think that was him running a little corporate PR there. I think you're right, actually. I think what I'm thinking of is when he first started saying that, I was like, oh, shit, see, they were. But then as he kept going, I was like, oh, he's just covering as his ass because of he explains it later, like that like people are going to look back at this and may judge us for how we're acting and what we're doing yeah. so like at least 
he did do some good this episode and was the only one to think of this type of shit. But anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Who wants to go first? What were your overall impressions? Robbie, lead us off. Oh, I thought it was one of the best episodes of the entire series. I think definitely in my top top three of all time. I think it was uh, fantastically written. I, you know, I didn't think it was going to be this type of episode, but I did. When I saw that Jesse Armstrong wrote it, and uh, Mark Milan, they uh, he directed. I was like, I know something is is up. I didn't know to this extent, but I feel like you always get that kind of vibe when like that that creator of the show or the head writer of the show writes is is writing the episode of something big's gonna go down similar to like game of thrones with george r, r. martin and uh, things like that but brought I mean, in the heavy hitters yeah when you bring in the heavy hitters i mean but i didn't expect it to go down this early i know i know we all had over unders when he was going to die because we knew that was inevitable like what episode but i mean dude the, the performances by everybody the way it was shot like you were in in the the room with everybody I just thought everybody brought their A plus game. I thought it was one of the the greatest episodes. I think, like I said, of all time, I think it's one of the, the the best hours of television I've seen in the past twenty years, if not all time. And I was uh, I was into it from the very beginning. I thought he it was a it was a it was a for show. I didn't think he was dead. I was just the way I don't want to go into the entire detail of the episode, but just the way like I was grieving. I was in shock for an entire hour when and when it ended, bro. I needed to like decompress for like an hour because I was just <laughs> I was completely in shock. The the way they shot the death was like any I haven't seen it on television in uh in a while or if ever. Yeah, I agree with that. Um I agree with everything Rob with Robbie was saying. Um to me it was like one of the best episodes of TV ever, I think bar none. Um, I said on our preview episode, like, while I love Succession, and I think it's such a great show. It wasn't cracking my top five. I honestly think this episode alone is going to put it in contention to like one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Like if they stick wow. this landing on the next seven episodes and like this, you know, it just comes to as great of a conclusion as, you know, this season has got off to such a hot start, then I think it's just going to propel the series into you know, like goat status. It, it's, it was just like, you know, I don't want to repeat everything Robbie said, but every single acting performance, you know, all, you know, the, the fact that they shot that scene where they find out or in their finding out as like kind of a one take play. Fantastic. Just everything about this episode to me was just perfect top to bottom. Nice. Yeah. Well, like I said before, I, I said, I gave this seven, 7.8 plums. But overall, the series, for me, doesn't really get much higher than that. This is one of the best episodes of this series for me. So out of this series, it's, you know, in the nines. And I think you might be right, though. Like, my opinion could definitely change if they really stick the landing from now until the end of the season and end of the series based on the trailer that they had and I'm not going to get into it because I know Benny you don't typically like to watch them but like it looks like like we said before this is a complete reset but with all the players still here except for Logan of course and they really could like for my own opinion like really propel the show into uh, like a higher tier of show for me 
Um, so I hope they do. I mean, I want to be entertained, but just most of this series, most episodes, I'm like, I liked it, but I didn't love it. That's how I felt about almost every episode. This episode was one of definitely the better of the entire series. Um, but it's still, I'm still jury's out for me. I, I, I hate to not have like specific instances of how, why I feel this way, but I just do. I don't know. To me, honestly, man, a little bit again, what Robbie was saying, like, I felt like I was on the edge of my seat the whole entire episode. And this, I mean, not that they gave anything like this away in any of the trailers. I mean, like I said, obviously, we knew this was coming. Right. But the fact that I had no, you know, no idea that this was going to be the episode where he died is like the reason I don't like to watch trailers. I like to go in blind to everything because I, if I would have kind of knew it was happening, I felt when I watched the episode again, it didn't, you know, carry that same edge of my seat. It was still, like I said, that all the performance were performances were fantastic. But mm -hmm. just that first watch of like, is this a ploy? Is he going to make it out? Right. And then like the longer and longer they're going with the chest compressions and the CPR and the defibrillator, you're like, even if he does come back, man, it's either going to be a terrible plot point because he's like dead for 15, 20 minutes or he comes back as a vegetable and he's gone anyway. So right. like that slow realization, you know, where you're not really seeing him, where everyone's trying to figure out what the hell's going on. But to me, I just thought I was like on the edge of my seat the whole time. Right. Definitely. Uh, if you no, noticed, go ahead, sorry, Ryan. if you notice, I didn't, I mean, I read it obviously, but I never caught it. But you know, like the poster for the season, right? You look, you analyze the poster. You're looking like this. There is a plane in the skyscraper, right? And, and like, I would say, I think it was a ship's character, Sarah Snook, that said, you know, once you once you see it, and 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 you like, obviously, when you see this episode and you see the plane, then you you know. But those little subtle, like little Easter eggs they drop in there. So I I would have never known. I had no idea there was a plane even in there. So. Funny stuff like that. I love. Yeah, right. you said when they dropped the poster, everybody on Reddit was like trying to pick something out. Like, oh, Logan's looking at his watch. That means his time's up. Everybody's yeah. staring at Logan except Greg. Like, what does that mean? And then it's just that little thing off at the top of the poster that ends up being like the big Easter egg. And bonus points for having the Easter egg land on Easter. There you go. <laughs> Fantastically done. And I, I wouldn't be shocked if there's more Easter eggs in that poster. That we yeah. have yet to find out. Um, so yeah, before we get, because I think we're we're heading down that road, cause, and we could. Um, do you guys want to read the other two emails that we got, and then get into like the episode itself, or? Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll read Michelle's because it's the shortest one, and I hate reading out loud. <laughs> <laughs> so this is from uh, sister of the pod and cousin of the pod, oh. Michelle. Hello. Uh, last name redacted subject dot 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 um <laughs> michelle says wtf i am done with succession how am i going to watch the rest of the season now i figured that would happen but i thought maybe the last episode of the season do you think tom is going to screw with roman and tell the other siblings that he was working with his dad at the end or will he dangle it over his head like a carrot i'll never know because i'm done watching the show <laughs> michelle <laughs> Um, yeah, that's definitely the, the one little thing I saw from a trailer 
uh, at one point, like when I was looking up or, you know, didn't turn the trail off at in time was seeing Roman get slammed up against the wall by Kendall. I think it was. So there's definitely going to be a lot of fighting coming. And I could see that, you know, Tom seems kind of cornered. Like he feels cornered now because he lost his protector, he says. Yep. So he definitely has some cards to play and that I, I could definitely see that being one of them. Yeah, I mean, it could. I'm just thinking out loud a little bit here, but it's basically like if if Logan was sitting in a doesn't matter, sitting in a room and he had, I don't know, a million dollars in front of him. People, the kids are going to come and like try to get it from him, try to sweet talk him, grovel. I don't know, whatever they're trying to do to get that money from Logan. But you take Logan out of that room and then just keep the million dollars on the floor. They're going to come in and probably fight for it instead of like, I don't know, whatever else they were trying to do or split it favorably or whatever. Like, I'm sure there's potentially going to be a lot of conflict uh, in the next couple episodes. Um, Robbie, uh, do you want to read Brian's or? Yeah, I could read Brian's. Um, You are the best reader, the resident best reader of the (laughs) podcast. Thank you. It was it was not being in gifted and talented that had that spurned me for all these years. So I uh, <laughs> had to get ready for it. Uh, this one comes from friend of the program, brother in law of the program, and uh, just an overall gem of a human. Uh, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but the the title of his email is "Logan is dead." Oh boy, so, really? Yeah. Well, I think so. Yeah. Uh, he says, "Hi guys, another great episode last night." At first, I was very angry that they killed off Logan this early in the season, but I let it sink in, and I began to feel better about it. I'm obviously going to miss such a great character, but I think this will be good for the plot and narrative of the show. I love Succession, but sometimes it does get to the point of being borderline redundant with plotness, plot lines seemingly re- repeating themselves. I agree. This opens up a whole new window of possibilities. How will the siblings handle it? Question mark. Will they stick together or fight for sole possession of the throne? Question mark. How will Tom and Greg move themselves into a position where they can remain part of the future of the company? They obviously betrayed the kids at the end of the last season. So what will their next move? So what will be their next move? Is Jerry really fired? Yeah, Jerry, can you take a hint or what? Uh, <laughs> will the deal with Gojo still go down? There are so many directions this show can go in the final episode that weren't possible if Logan was still alive. So as much as his presence on the show will be missed, Logan's death was a nice catalyst for the future of this final season. Also, I like the way they handled his death. It wasn't some predictable and touching send-off in the season finale where everyone got to say their goodbyes and tell him that they loved him and he told him he was proud of them. As it can be in life, his death was sudden and unexpected. The kids were left with regret and sadness about how they handled their final interaction with him. I think Roman never called it. I think Roman even called him a cunt in his voicemail early in the episode. Yep. That he did. This gave his death a feeling of authenticity and realness. I'm excited to see how his death shapes the rest of the show. I don't really have a specific prediction for the rest of the show, but I think the kids will be tested by others in the business world. I think everyone around them will assume that they can walk all over the kids and take advantage of them because the father's no longer around to be a safety net and step in when things get dicey. They're going to need to step up big time. I'm hoping the death of Logan brings the kid closer and forces them to work together, but I don't think that's what's going to happen. That would be too neat and tidy. Things are going to be messy, and I can't wait to watch it all unfold. Well, yeah, Brian. Great, great email. Great email. Yeah, great email, as usual. As usual. Um, thank you. I read it all, and 
had a burp at the end. So thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate it. I thought he wrote appreciate that in. You were just a fantastic actor. No, yeah. <laughs> I, I was holding my burping for the last, you know, six or seven paragraphs. But uh, yeah, thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. Always, always love your insight. You, you always bring the, the the heavy hitters and the wisdom. So thanks again. Appreciate it. What do you think the conversation was like between them? I'm done uh, watching this show. And Brian was like, well, no, yeah, it's great. I'll watch it without you. <laughs> yeah. He's like, thank God you don't have to fall asleep during the episode. No, she was just, she was just upset and and, uh, and angry that they they did and and I guess the same with him. But I mean, I think after like you know thinking about it and I think it was episode three, it's kind of the perfect. Now. Like they said, you can't really couldn't really do it in like episode nine, right? right? Where, where's the show going to go for one episode? Like would, this sets yeah, it up. That would now be you, cheesy. Now, yeah. Now now you bring in. You bring in Matson. Now you bring in uh, whatever that presidential candidate's name is, and you you know, and you have a lot of plot and scheme going on in the final seven episodes. So, I think ultimately, obviously, I think it was a good decision to kill him off this early. I hate to dunk on you know Game of Thrones, but like that that was always the problem with Game of Thrones, where like okay, all this stuff happens in nine and ten, right? And you're just like tying up loose ends very quickly, and doing this in episode three all those questions that brian brought up like there's so much time to figure it all out and it's not like you don't think things are going to get abandoned because there's so much time left that you would assume all of those questions are going to get answered or at least you know we're, we're going to get a, a a final resolution or like a final answer to all these things that that we want to know agree and like sorry i don't i don't and i don't want to like like i guess interject with the ep this episode going forward but to bring up a point of his it's it's so true like this this is represents his death kind of represents actual real life right like you can you can say i hate you dad and then the next day either one of you could be gone it's right. not like it's not like a sappy like oh my god dad's dying let's go let's all go and you know he's got 10 hours to live and let's go like no this is like the reality of life like people there is a lot of like regret with death and there is a lot of, you know, things that happen. And I think that the way they did it, not showing him, you know, you know, they showed him dying, but not showing you like what led up to his death. Right. Right. And they showed you the regret and, and, and everything that, you know, that happens and what real life is all about. And that's why I think I, I didn't say enjoy his death, but I think that's why I, I appreciated this so much more than like a game of Thrones. But as far as shock factor, it is up there with like game of Thrones and red wedding and purple wedding and all that stuff. Is this the I green think, wedding? Yeah. Like <laughs> I like that wedding? when you said that. Yeah, I like when you said that. <laughs> um, to me, too, it's like you almost got to look at the last two episodes almost as like one long episode because that last scene with Logan, man, like looking back on it now, everything, the script completely flipped where Logan was like, not that he was sappy, but, you know, that hardness he had towards his kids was gone. Not that he knew this was coming, but the last interaction he has with Shiv and Kendall is them shitting on him and being like, no, fuck you. Fuck your apology. You don't even know what you're apologizing for. So that's, that's, that's their last interaction with him. Right. Romans is that voicemail he left, you know, on his phone. So those three siblings, the last, you know, things that they said to their father, whether we don't know if Logan heard the voicemail or not, but in right. their minds, the last thing that they said to him, <laughs> 
was, you know, basically telling him off. Right. Just like Roman was saying, but we don't know. We don't yeah. know if you listen to that voicemail. Yeah. We don't know if he's dead. Yeah. <clears throat> um, to, Should we kind of go back to maybe the beginning of the episode or should we just kind of keep going with, with Logan and jump back? Um, why don't we start from the top? All right. Um, did you watch it twice, Benny? I did watch it twice. Nice. Uh, <laughs> so <clears throat> I think, I believe, let me look at my notes here. Um, does it open up with, uh, <clears throat> like in the car, Logan calls Roman. Yeah. 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 So Logan calls Roman and tells him time to fire Jerry. But I thought the interesting part of this episode or this episode, this scene was that Logan was like super nice and like almost like not jokey, but like a little bit like kind of just like, yeah, so I, I think it's time you can handle that. Right. Like, and then as Roman was like, kind of like, I don't know, I don't know if, you know, <laughs> you sure. He was just like, listen, fuck face, do it and yeah. let us know when you do it. Right. Yeah. I think that, I mean, maybe something did change with Logan a little bit where he's like, maybe. Let me give these let me try to give them a little bit of a chance and Roman breaking away from the other kids to come talk to him. Maybe he's like, all right, maybe this maybe is my this guy. Works. Yeah, maybe let me try a little different tact with him. But as soon as he gets any type of pushback or he he feels the you know, Roman being weak, he turns back into the old Logan super quick. Yeah. <clears throat> I think I think it was I don't know, my I guess I think it was a little bit different. Like perspective, but I, I just think that he was just again using Roman in a situation to because he knows that tense relationship between him and Jerry, uh, and the dick pics and, and all those things like that. And I kind of knew how hard it would be for Roman to deliver the news to Jerry because of their you know past relationships and things like that. And I was just think it was another way for Logan, RIP to the god, but to <laughs> use to use. Um, Roman in that um, in that scene as far like, as do you think like yeah use them for sure but also like fuck with them I think yeah I think part of it was just to fuck with him and make him feel uncomfortable and yeah. and and kind of just provoke him because even I, I'm, I might jump a phone but even on the voicemail you know Roman he, he does call him a cunt but he's Roman's just like like come on man like are you are you fucking with me? Like, are you are you just still fucking with me and and using me to do to do this shit and and just putting me in a, in a shitty position? So I don't know. I don't, I don't like to talk ill about the dead, but I think that he was uh, <laughs> he was uh, again just fucking with his son. I think he was he knew he was the only one that that he could just kind of just reel back in, and that's that's that was my little uh, tidbit of the week. To your point, like. He never, when the kids fuck him over or do something to try to hurt him or go behind his back, he never like punishes them in the moment. Like he finds a way to like kind of turn the screws on them and like do something even more evil. And I guess this is kind of his moment with Rogan, like uh, Roman with like the dick pics where that pissed him off. And he's like, all right, I see my opportunity now to like, you know, give him hell. And this was like you said, to your point, this is his way of fucking with them. 
It's like the long con. Instead of like blowing up at him, he's just like, all right, I'll file this for later and I'll just fuck with him for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like the same thing with um with Kendall. With that when him killing that that kid, he had that in his back pocket, you know, and he played the long game with him and exactly. he's, he's yeah. got something. Yeah. Yep. True. I wonder, did he have anything with Shiv? Like, I don't know, their marriage fall, her and Tom's marriage falling apart. I don't know if he really like I, had anything on her. I think he had like some maybe political her, shit. Like her butt was just so nice and juicy, <laughs> so he could hold that against her. But well, I mean, I guess his, the sin would have been her cutting him off, and then he ends up helping Tom with a divorce. Yeah, true. True. Um, but yeah, so. They, um, after that call, uh, Logan, you know, they arrive at the airport, um, and Logan's still kind of talking about like what he wants to do. He wants to get, you know, leaner, meaner, more aggressive. And that's, that's really the last line we hear from Logan, uh, is, uh, to be more aggressive. So it's just interesting. Like, like you said, I think Robbie and Betty, maybe both of you said it was just like, Everything leading up to this, and we'll talk about it more later, but it was just like kind of perfectly written. But yeah. uh, I think too, we, we you know we get that moment where he tells Tom he's going to fire Sid, and basically Tom, oh yeah, 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 the head of right. ATN. So yep. you know Jerry and Sid, two the two people I said lost last week, yeah. almost were the biggest losers. You know, if there are any winners this week from Logan dying, it might be them. Save both their jobs. Yeah, possibly. I mean, who knows what like because it's clear that like so what like Frank, Carolina, Roman, Jerry herself and maybe like one and Carrie, I guess. But like not Jerry. it wasn't like widely known that Jerry was going to get fired. I don't think. Yeah. Carl, yeah. my guy, Carl. knew. Yeah, Carl. Carl, man. <laughs> Great episode. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so after that, I think the next scene is, uh, them getting on the boat. So planes and automobiles over here. Yeah. Does he, does, is this, was that the same scene where Greg calls Tom? I mean, Tom calls Greg. Yeah. With the Greglets. The Greglets. Yes, correct. Yeah. Uh, the Greglets, my little Gregs. I like, <laughs> I like Tom, man, but he, he could just be a big, big, mean piece of shit to Greg, man, for no reason sometimes. Well, he knows too that you know if if Logan ha it doesn't like him, then he's gonna stay the hell away from him because at the end of the day, as much as Tom might you know have his little arm around Greg's shoulder and helping him along, if if Logan's pissed at him, Tom wants something to do with him. Yeah. What did he call him? Visually unappealing or something? Yeah, visually repulsive or something like that. Something like that. So good stupid greg uh but yeah no that that was that was good um so yeah the next scene is them getting on the boat uh for connor's wedding which is the you know the, the episode titles connor's wedding so we're expecting an, that. a spectacle yeah love that hbo and weddings <laughs> in heaven um so they're getting on the boat, and I think this is where we start seeing. Uh, was this when they first already started with the cake with uh, Connor? Yeah, yeah. And he they... goes. He goes to talk to 
I think uh, Willa's mom. And then the next thing yes. we see from, from Connor is him seeing that there's a problem with the cake. He doesn't want it served. He they can keep it on display only. Um, but he cake. doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't want to see what is it? The, I forget what he says. He doesn't want to see the inside of it. I forget. Yeah. yeah, yeah something like that. So, and then we get a little more insight into Connor's, I guess, psyche about the fact that he, what are you cake for Victorian sponge for a week after they sent his mom away or something? Right. Yeah. Which yeah, is crazy. Like how much, how much work they can do on his backstory in like 15 seconds. And you're like, Oh wow. And, uh, yeah. Like that. He went from being like, just like the spoiled rich kids at his wedding to like sympathetic and like, 10 seconds of, of dialogue. Yeah, I think that comes also with the combination of what he said last week. Yeah. Connor. Sorry, Robbie, but were you going to say something? No, I was going to say, and you, like, you're like, all right, what? Like, dude, it's cake. Like, what's your deal? And then fucking 15 minutes later, you're like, oh, okay. That's why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. That's yeah. why deep seated childhood trauma. <laughs> That's it. Yep, exactly. So you get it right then and there. I love that. Um, so they're they're on the boat. They're fucking around. I don't think much else happens. Uh, one, Jerry, yeah. Oh, Jerry, that's right. So so Roman sees Jerry, and he awkwardly lets it spill that uh, she's getting fired. First off, shout out Jerry with the fantastic side hat, looking like a look like a snack. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love. Like I said, I'm going gray. I love a hat. She looked good. She was looking good. She, she had a younger man as as a side piece, and she was rocking and rolling until she was about to get fired. Yeah, I have a I question. Just... If if you got on a boat and it was a company function, and someone told you you're gonna get fired, wouldn't you get off that boat? Oh yeah, I'd be out. 100%. I'd be fucking yeah. off that boat because then you're trapped. Yeah, I'd be breaking glasses. I guess I don't know, man, because it's not like she's tight with connor and she's like well i'm gonna just stay for connor because we're such good friends it is a little bit weird that she ends up staying but right maybe she figured like well roman's kind of a fucking idiot so maybe he is not like he's not correct or like he misunderstood what was said or like so what maybe there's like in her mind like a glimmer of hope that like roman's lying like maybe from their past He's just fucking with her to try to get a reaction out of her or something. Um, so maybe she, that's what she's just like. I'll just see how this plays out. It's not, yeah. you know, it's only like three hours of my life. I'll, fig- I'll fucking figure it out. Yeah. Or Logan could change his mind. Something. Right. Yeah. True. You know, like Grod, like Roman can like talk Logan out of it or something like that. But she's just like, okay, I'm okay. I'm fine. This is nothing. <laughs> yeah. You so, little creep. And I mean, just great. I mean, Kieran Culkin, fantastic acting. I mean, the whole season, the whole the whole series, what this episode, man, just everything about what he was doing was was great. Yeah, this was a great episode for him. I mean, for everybody, but yeah, he was you great. Just, you felt the awkwardness, like when he was trying to tell her yeah. that she was fired. And then he goes right into that phone call that we mentioned earlier. And he does a good job with that too. Yep. Um, which did you, you guys notice that Tom tried to call Shiv first? Yeah, twice she hit twice. the fuck you button. Yeah, the, the f you button is the f you button the hang up button or the silence button? 
I think it's the the hang up button when you double click it, yeah. you silence it, and then you hang up. Yeah, that that is the fu button. If you get if you call someone and it rings like more at all, like once or twice, and it goes to voicemail, you're like, ah, oh, they fucking hung up on me. <laughs> yeah, that well, was purposeful. Yeah, what's more than an an fu than having your husband's first and last name in your phone? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, is that kind of yeah. is that is that not a, a you know a cuck is what that's a that's a tough one right there i think yeah that's keeping him at arm's length yeah <laughs> so i don't know if the only thing worse would be do not answer <laughs> dick pen, yeah pencil dick yeah <laughs> um so tom does get in touch with roman and like uh, I, you know i think we all said but i i'm pretty sure robbie especially said um how initially it was almost like, is this even real? Like, what is going on? Like, is is Logan fucking with them? You know, what's the deal here? Um, because it was just like very chaotic. They weren't showing Logan's body really. And I feel like as the whole scene plays out, it's so good because it's how most like real life deaths probably occur. Like there's no like, uh, one of you said something like Game of Thrones where it's like someone gets stabbed and they're like, ah, uh, uh, yeah. like, oh, I'm dying. Oh, yeah. Say my last words and strike yeah. a pose and this and that. Like it was so like you don't see that happening and Tom doesn't know what's going on and Roman starts flipping out. Kendall starts flipping out. Um, what do you what do you guys think about this? You know, the beginning of this whole scene. Robbie. Oh boy, that was like you said, dude. I was like, <laughs> I was like, is this a fucking joke? Like, for what a I good, thought, honestly, dude, for like a good fifteen minutes when this was playing out, I'm like, this is a fucking joke. Like he's testing them. Yeah, he he's gonna do something like supplies. I'm here. It's a joke. I'm <laughs> I'm, at, I'm in the bedroom of the wedding, but um, no man, that was just, I don't know. It's like you said, it what it it was. I keep on saying, it, but it wasn't like any death that I've seen on a television show. And it stuck me right from the beginning. Like I was like, even Benny said earlier, like I was just on the edge of my seat and it was just such like an intense scene. And I obviously credit that to the the way it was shot. I mean, the way that that entire scene was shot and directed was just meant for you to be right in there and feel the intensity and feel the uncertainty and feel like, Oh my God, what the fuck's going on? And then the way they, I, I even love, dude, the the phone call breaking in and breaking out. I was going to bring love, that up. Yeah, I love that. Yep. And you're like, what the, and, you, and you're like, oh my God, what the fuck's he saying? What's going on? So I could just say, like, it was a great scene. I mean, for a show that's just yeah, about corporate business and family fuck, fuck ups, it was one of the in, most intense scenes. And like I brought a Game of Thrones, like it was on an intense Game of Thrones esque level that those first like that that entire episode or even like that 30 minutes of what was playing out right and it, it's funny you bring up like other shows i feel like almost every other show if they did a death scene like this the fans would be like all pissed off to be like you didn't see him fucking die is he really dead it's probably you know like whatever like but that's really how most deaths in real life occur like we're not all going to get 
last moments and like last words and striking poses and shit. It's going to be on a plane in the bathroom, maybe, yeah. maybe getting blown by Carrie. We don't know. Hey, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> I think Anywhere too, to I mean, to, to both your points, I mean, in any other show, if you killed off, you know, this main player in the third, I mean, besides Game of Thrones, but like you killed off this character in the third episode of the final season with so much left, there would be, you know, at least 25 to 40% of the people like that was stupid. Why they do it so early. They didn't to do that. But everybody is like in agreement with how, you know, it was shocking, but it was also, you know what? I could see why this is the perfect time to do it. Um, it's just, I, and I think to all the groundwork they did in the first, three seasons to the point where everybody had the same reaction as we did to, is he faking his death? Cause he's such a dick <laughs> that you wouldn't put it past him. He wouldn't, you know, like would Logan fake his death to his, his kids. Um, so I, you know, I just think for everybody to be on board with the same feelings is just a credit to the writing. Um, but yeah, just the everybody talking over each other, the phone call cutting in and out. It just felt so real. It felt like you were like Robbie said in the room and this is all playing out in front of you because it just felt so realistic, the camera work. And the, you know, this is kind of what I mentioned earlier, but this is the beginning of that, like one take that they did. Like, obviously it was cut between different cameras, but they ran like that whole scene on the boat with them finding out you know, as, as one take and they, they were switching out camera film, like in the middle of the take. It, did you guys watch the end? Like to where they were talking about the episode after I did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah one, so, I, Oh, sorry. And I wanted to play off that. I forgot. Like, that's what I was going to say too, that like you said, they were just running camera film. And then like yeah. this, like this entire scene, I think like took like two weeks to film. Yeah. Wow. So just the fact that they did it, you know, all in one take, you know, that, that big portion. And then obviously they, they filled in some stuff that, you know, just a credit to all the actors and you don't even know who to give like the best acting performance in this episode, because obviously Roman, you know, killed it. Kendall killed it. Uh, Shiv killed it. Connor, even the little part that he was in killed it. And you can't even Harry killed it. Yeah. Yeah. Of yeah. <laughs> you can't even say anything about Tom. Cause like, he he played that i can't believe i have i'm doing this on the phone telling right. these kids that their father's dead they're giving him chest compressions 2 feet away from me i'm putting the phone to this dead guy's head you know everybody just did such a, a, an awesome job agree okay. so benny real quick you watched the like you know the directors and people talking about the episode did you then also watch the like in the weeks ahead of succession or did you skip it or something I didn't watch it. No, I skipped it. Oh, skipped okay. It. All right. Yeah. Interesting. I have to keep my if mouth If you guys want to talk about things. it, I, I don't want to stop you guys from talking. Well, about there's one thing I want to bring up for it from it, um, but we'll, we could wait till later. Okay. Sorry, but, uh, Robbie, were you saying something? No, I just want to piggyback off Benny with the Tom thing. I mean, the, again, yeah. that was just, what's the name, Matthew McFadden? That was just un, a fantastic performance by him. I love that. I mean, yeah, he's slimy and ski and you know skeezy as as you <laughs> as you saw in a later episode on the phone call to Greg. But I mean, 
just being that barrier between the kids and Logan and just putting the phone up to their ear. And like, and then even, I don't think we talked about, but even like them trying to muster the right words to say mm. to Logan as he's dying. Yeah. It was just, great. It was just gut wrenching because you could see the pain in like the years of, of emotional pain and trauma in them. And then still trying to, you know, say that they love him and don't go and don't die and even shift calling him daddy don't go yeah. and things like that uh and even like roman man that was just i don't know dude that was just i i just love the way he acted that scene like he couldn't even like i, I can't even say anything and he just hot potatoed the phone to to kendall yeah. who was yeah. just like yeah uh yeah um i can't <laughs> forgive you but i love you but i mean i can they, never forgive you yeah everybody just killed it and i and I just think it was again. I keep on saying beautifully acted and written, but it was. It was. It was. Be it was beautiful, and I loved it. What you this... mentioned about Roman, you know, giving the phone up like that, like it's so youngest child. Where like, dude, I don't. I never have responsibility. Like, I don't know what the fuck to say yeah. to this guy right now in this moment. Like, you, you take it because I can't. I'm not <laughs> equipped to to handle this moment. Go ahead, Ryan. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say great point, but I was just gonna say <laughs> you mentioned Shiv on the phone when. Um, kind of similarly, like Roman can't go get Shiv, and Kendall has to go get her. Um, is that when he calls her Shivy? Yeah, he says Shivy, honey. Yeah, Shivy, honey. Let's go and like you know, I'm, any sibling comes up to you and like you could probably just see the look on their face, like, all right, what the fuck is wrong? But conveniently not present yet, Connor. As usual, when this whole scene was going down, I kept being like. Go get fucking Connor. Like, yeah. what yeah. the fuck? I, I mean, Bucks? not even the fact that it's um, he's a brother. Yeah. Okay? Like, obviously, that should be the number one priority, like your brother. But it's the it's his wedding. Yeah. And like, you should be like, oh, fuck. Uh, we need to figure out what the hell he's going to do for his wedding now, because like they still he's still even on his own wedding day. You know, he's still the forgotten guy. I know. The what fucking the fuck? episode title is named after him and they still <laughs> forgot him i know <laughs> i can't believe them like it just you know i i get it but at the same time it's just like what the fuck go i know you're upset but go fuck you thought enough to go get shiv you could go get yeah. connor stop like, and, and, like i guess kind of what i was trying to say is like connor's not out of sight out of mind in this scene like you're at his wedding yeah he yeah. should be like he should be in your head like you should be thinking about connor you're there on a boat for that specific reason. So like to even forget about him in that moment is just so on brand. So on brand. And I love, I think is this one, is this when we get Connor uh, like after this? I was going to say before we do Connor, um, yeah. I want to shout out when Frank and Carl get involved. And is I thought when it this was happens, like, I think so. It's like right before they go get Con Connor is, I think you're right. Um, Kendall gets on the phone with with Frank and I thought that was such <laughs> I want to talk to the pilot. <laughs> yeah, such a short scene but when he, you know, Frank is is going through the motions with Kendall cuz he knows Kendall's not in his right mind so he's going to do whatever he can but even when he's like um Kendall he's flying the plane, he's not going to talk to you right now. Right. And Kendall's like, "No, he will. Talk, let me talk to him." And Frank okay. sm smashes the wall. Yeah, but then goes back in and like reassures him. Like I just thought that was such a, you know, again, such we always talk about like the the B players on the show, 
And for such a, a short little snippet where he was kind of a central point, he killed it too. Yeah, yeah right. he called it. He's like, uh, look, he's he's doing his job, son. And he yeah. called even that little that little son thing. He said that was I thought that was a good touch. And even uh, not Frank. What the hell's his name? Carl. 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 I don't even know if this is in the same scene, but when he sits down, he's like, I'm gonna, he's like, I'm gonna have a little sweet in there. Uh, <laughs> or Stephaner, yeah. <laughs> Stephaner, what do you think? Yeah. I think uh, that's he, later when they start talking about drafting. Yeah, the, yeah the but that's a good drink. call, though, man. I, I probably having a drink in that moment is probably a good idea. Yeah. Um, but uh, what I was going to say, that it made me think about the Frank and Kendall relationship we had at the beginning of the show. Right. And we like they had that falling out, like I guess in the middle of season one or the end of season one, and they really haven't spoken since. And that, you know, that was finally a moment that Frank and Kendall kind of had together again, where uh Frank was looking out for Kendall. Cause I right. feel like that was always Frank's want was to like put his on, you know, take take Kendall under his wing and groom him a little bit and teach him some stuff that he right. wasn't going to get from Logan. So it was nice to kind of see them even in the shitty circumstance, like kind of go back to that relationship a little bit. Yeah. Do you think, think that Frank, go ahead, Robbie. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Quick. I, but I, I think Frank is uh Kendall's godfather. I believe. I think you're right. So to touch on what you were saying as well. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think I'm being, uh, a little too extra as the kids say right now and thinking that Frank is already with this like laying groundwork to be like a patriarchal figure uh not patriarchal that's not the word i want but like a um su- superior figure like we said earlier where these this group Frank Carl Carolina Jerry whoever else might be kind of like trying to keep the kids as the kids. I don't I think I'm already kind of answering my own question. I don't think he was thinking that in this instance. No, but not not in that instance, but I definitely know what you're when talking they start about. drafting the message. Yeah. I think they're like unspoken, like feeling like, all right, we're fucking steering the ship, even though the name of the ship is the Roy's. We're the mm-hmm. ones steering the ship like they're just, you know, passengers screaming <laughs> yeah i mean if you listen to your boss tell you about how his kids are fucked fuck ups for the last 40 years right and every time he had an, an opportunity or wanted to name a successor he wouldn't do it um i think first of all to get that high in the business world you're probably a cutthroat person on some level oh yeah and they, they see this as an opportunity for them because they've already jerry's already been talked about as taking over for as ceo for a while Frank's name was in that discussion. So I think I definitely think you're onto something there. Yeah. Yeah. I think we'll talk a little more about that when we get to that scene, but I think we finally get Connor in here. Um, and (laughs) loved his line. The first thing he says is what, what was it exactly? Like he never even cared about me. Something like that. Yeah. He didn't even like me. He didn't even like me. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was cool too, man, where he had, you know, such a different reaction than all of them, where it was like that look, he was almost like, not that he didn't. Yeah. Like not that he wasn't comprehending it, but he was just like stone faced, almost like a little angry. And they're like, we think he's dead. He's like, well, is he dead? Like, but then you kind of also see him not spiral, but 
it sinks in for him too. Yeah. Uh, I he, think his know, initial reaction, he, he didn't say it, but I think his initial reaction was anger because the they led with dad's on a plane to Sweden. Good point. Instead of coming to your fucking wedding. Yeah, good point. Because he kind of had that hope that, you know, Logan was going to show up. Like, I guess Carrie said, like, oh, yeah, maybe he's going to stop by or something or meet us wherever. So his initial reaction might have been anger. Like, what the fuck is he on a plane to Sweden for instead of being here? And then maybe maybe that is like, what do you think? Because then he's like, he, he never even liked me like at all because it was just like he couldn't come to my wedding. This like confirmed it. And then. Like you said, it started to sink in like shit. My dad's dead. Yeah. Fucking kids. Robbie yeah, is the con heads on the podcast. Well, you know, I love con since when he was in fucking Ferris Bueller's day off. So he's always <laughs> been. Uh, uh, he, uh, yeah, I mean, you feel bad for the dude, man. You, I know he's not a perfect person and he's, and he is what he is, but you feel bad for him. Like Logan's such a piece of shit that he can't even go to his son's wedding. You know, that was a, uh, that was a shitty move, and he only cares about his, his business. But even after the fact, when he says, "Man, he didn't even like me," and then he goes and then he changes his tone a little bit. He's like, "Oh yeah, he, but you know, I, I really never did anything to kind of make him make him proud of me." Basically, what he said. Yeah. So you like you kind of feel for Connor, poor guy. Even on even on his uh on his wedding day, uh, he's he's getting screwed. But you know, I do love Connor, and, and hopefully this propels him. You know, maybe the uh, little little sympathy figure and he and he vaults over the one percent in his uh, presidential <laughs> in his presidential race he's coming for two percent <laughs> i would love it but i think too well, like i know wait, it's, it's, go ahead sorry just really quick because that is the thing point that i wanted to bring up in the like weeks ahead is like and it makes sense like this is a gonna be a global this is this is my own interpretation i'm not giving away exactly what they said but this is going to be a global event logan dying that's gonna be some. That's gonna be juice for Connor in the presidential race. Yeah. So point. we'll see what happens. But I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Um, I forget what I was gonna say. He, Connor. Uh, let's move on. I forgot. <laughs> sorry, that was my fault. <laughs> it's okay. Don't worry about as it. as usual. But at least that uh, it wasn't Robbie. I inter- interrupted. That's usually <laughs> why I interrupt. Benny, I'm used to it. That's that's week sixty. But hey, you, get used, you get used to it. That's what I was gonna say. I'm uh, I'm taking my lumps here. <laughs> hey, this is week like thirteen of episodes, so you should be used to it. I think you just treated me with a little bit more respect than you just did right there, but that's okay. Um, sorry. <laughs> um, so after they talk to Connor, is that when the like we said before, is that when the execs, the C suites? start uh saying all right we need to f- get a message out because they're not wrong i mean i know it's fucked up but this is a humongous global corporation it's gonna tank the stock as we see later uh they have to co- start coming up with a message and like i think you said benny like jo- maybe jockeying for position or you know whatever kind of getting their chess pieces in place um and this is also where we saw joker carry <laughs> Robbie, as our resident bangs expert, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> what did you think of uh, Carrie coming in? Oh my god, that like you talk about secondhand embarrassment. <laughs> that was unreal, dude. I couldn't, 
I don't know, man. She she's such a good actress. The way she even last week when she was awkward, I was so fucking taken aback by I know she was in shock. I mean, I don't know, you know, I don't know if she saw Logan, you know, die or, you know, what led up to him dying, but her just coming in there and being like, Oh wow, that was crazy, right? And yeah. then and then everybody just reacting. And I don't even want you guys to talk about it, but I didn't I the hardest I laughed in this episode is when she leaves and Tom <laughs> Tom does his like what the fuck face. I was dying laughing when he did that, dude. That was yeah. funny. Do you Ryan, think, why don't you go ahead? Yeah, I was gonna say, do you guys think I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure, but do you think that she was like smiling and awkward because A she was in shock, B, and she might have been in shock with all these options, but B because she saw him die, she was in the bathroom with him, who knows doing doing what. C was happy that he died because she knows she's about to get a bunch of money because he put her in his will, or D happy because now she doesn't have to do all his fucking dirty work anymore and and gets to like live her own life for once. Do any of those so, options seems plausible? So the point I was gonna make is with fall in line under A. Okay. And I think they did a good job foreshadowing this. Maybe, maybe not. But they all made such a big point of making fun of her smiling in the right. audition tape when she was talking about like, like the kids dying or things. whatever. Yeah. yeah. So maybe she that's just like the, you know, the unintentional response she has to fucked up things. Could be. Like she's just one of those people that like laughs in the middle of a funeral or like right. someone does something fucked up to her and she just, you know just short short circuits and starts laughing right. so i i think maybe that was it it could there be something you know under the surface there that she's in the will or he left her part of the company i definitely think that's still in play but that's kind of when i thought about it i was like maybe that's just the kind of character she is where you know she just busts out laughing at the worst times could be could be my sister um michelle texted me she goes do you think Carrie poisoned Logan? I said, all right, this isn't the fucking game. Of, I said, this isn't Game of Thrones. <laughs> you know, she I like that theory. Yeah, I do, I do like a nice poison theory. As a resident, yeah. she she definitely as your resident what poison expert? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you, I mean she could have very easily like given him the wrong medicine or did not give him medicine or whatever? I mean that's potentially on the table if she stood to inherit. A bunch of money i don't know or like maybe she was sick of blowing him or something I, who knows but yeah, i think we are getting into some some uh thrones territory here yeah. you know what though i want to bring up just really quick spend 30 seconds on this was she his assistant when he didn't get his medicine for the uti in that episode when they were given the speech or whatever they were at the I, conference i believe she was but was absent for some reason at that time. Oh, right. The handoff of pills or whatever didn't happen. Wasn't yeah, wasn't yeah. Colin supposed to give it to him or something? I think so. Yeah, they were confused as to who was supposed to give him the medicine. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's why, like, it was almost like after that, she, like, took full control of, like, his pills. Like, maybe, maybe that was, like, during the handoff of, like, when whatever his wife's name 
when she was involved and then she was just like no longer around. I think right after that is when Kerry kind of like took almost full control uh, of him. And yeah. Marsha, hopefully somebody alerted her in her shopping spree in Milan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, be, she better be hitting that credit card a couple more times before the thing gets cut off. She better be yeah, Louis, right? Louis Vuitton swiping. <laughs> Do you think she shows up for the funeral? Oh, for sure. Because she's yeah. going to have some say in the company, I'm sure. Yeah, if they're still I think she's legally on the board. married. Yeah, I think she's on the board. Wow. Yeah, I think you might be right. It wasn't that like part of the like separation agreement or some shit. Yeah. Something. I don't know. I'm sure the mom will probably be involved too. Oh, that fucking annoying bastard. I loved. Did we? We didn't mention this because I think it already like passed. But remember, Shiv was like, "I hoped it was mom." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a little bit later. I think it's after um, the next part where you might be. They right. ask if if Carrie should be involved in the rollout of the message and Carl calls or chuckles the clown. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we get Tom calling Greg. Yes. Ron, um, what'd you think about that? That scene with Tom? I'm, I, I mean, I'm dying to know what the, what's in the logistics folder. And I'm also dying to know if Greg is going to, you know, be a slime ball again and, and make a little, flash drive copy of it and uh, hold it over Tom's head. I don't know. I guess it depends on what's in there. Like logistics, I'm thinking could mean like, all right, so he kind of thinks that eventually Sid is going to get fired. And this is my like plan after that happens. So he might want that deleted just because at this point, you know, Sid's probably not getting fired and he doesn't want to, you know, cause a rift or because he doesn't have his defender anymore or it's like some wild shit like the cruise stuff and we may or may not find out what's in there i don't know robbie what did you think i think that first off uh another amazingly acted scene by tom matthew mcfadden i think that was just beautifully done and obviously shitting on greg but i do i just I don't know, man. I I think Greg Greg hundred percent leaked Logan's death to that chick at the uh, that he was talking to. I just think that he 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 is dumb and stupid. But I I hundred percent think he's he's gonna save a copy of the uh, quote unquote logistics folder <laughs> in the shared drive and uh, hold it up against against Tom. I just I just think so. I think I feel like he's done getting shit on by Tom. I, I understand it, but I feel like that's some, that's something he can just hold up against Tom now as well. I think he he's he's stupid, but I mean he sees the way this game is played and he mm -hmm. can uh, he can hold it up against him. So I, I do think he's gonna he's gonna um you know save a copy of that. And I think he might want to like maybe fuck with the company a little bit because like the, you know the kids have, have like made comments to him before but like they were like exceptionally mean to him earlier in this episode <laughs> like what did they, they basically said like like leave us alone you leech or something right yeah don't touch Shiv says don't touch me oh yeah, yeah sure yeah, yeah. Well, what about his his uncle now is he gonna have a, is he gonna have a say who's on sure Greg's right Greg, Greg's, oh, grandpa. Grandpa? Greg's grandpa I'm sorry yeah 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 probably I mean who knows? Uh, and also, did was it Roman that said something like to him? Like, 
he likes to w- take his dick out or something like that. <laughs> yeah, see who notices. Yeah, pot. Even though it would be at everybody's eye level. <laughs> yeah. What is um, it, pot calling kettle? Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I thought this was such like a good scene from Tom, like the emotion he had, like even when he tries to shit on Greg, like his heart almost wasn't in it. Like, he, yeah. you know, he, he makes that comment. I actually kind of want to bring in our DM slides that we had this week. We had a couple DM slides. Really? And one of them, one of them pertains to the scene. Yeah. Um, so Pat, last name redacted, my boy in Nebraska. Nice. Said, uh, what was Tom talking about with Greg and the bottom of his stocking? So this is what I'm talking about. I think that when Greg and Tom are having that conversation, mm-hmm. he's like fucking with Greg, but he's so out of it that he just like trying to, you know, tease him, but he, he just doesn't have it in him at this point. I don't know. What I think he was think about that. I think he was kind of being like, yeah, like he was kind of the, the joke wasn't great or like the, metaphor wasn't great but i think he was kind of being serious saying like greg like you know connor uh connor logan didn't like you he's out of the picture now this could be a good thing for you if you don't fuck it up so that's that's the way i read it like what you know what's this gift that you just received but you you know it could blow up in your face who knows yeah probably so we have oh go ahead rob Oh, I just think that, yeah, I think Tom's looking for some allies now. And I think that he always knows he, he has Greg in his back pocket. And yeah, I, I agree with what, what you said, Ryan. I think he's just looking for looking for somebody to latch on to as well. But Benny, as our resident IT expert, <laughs> please tell us, how does how would one get rid of a quote-unquote logistics file? Or maybe even make a copy and save it somewhere? Well, if you have a competent IT department, even if you delete that from the trash, yep, still there. And and somebody wants to uh, go back in time on your computer. If you're a competent IT team and a very secure team, your computer caches backups, and you could probably go back a few days. Yep. However, I don't think anything in that folder is necessarily incriminating. So I don't know if they would have the legal want to do that. I think it's just kind of hiding it from Sid. So while I, I appreciate the thought process and you're right that just deleting it, just don't do anything on your work computer that you don't want found out because if they want, yeah. if they need to find it, they will find it. Yep. Yes. Yeah. This is why you're the, you're the fucking star of the show right there. And there. <laughs> but thank you. Thanks everybody. See, now everybody's going to give it a couple of crimes and they're going to come back to this and we'll be incriminated. Yeah, so that it always skis me out when people are logged into their messages app oh my on their God. Work computer. I'm like, yeah. I get you want the ease of of having your text messages on your work computer, but no, my guy, wrong. Do not do that ever. I know plenty um, of people that use their work computer and work phone as their personal devices, and that is fucking stupid. Yeah, and you you think, hey, I'm not doing anything stupid, but mm-hmm. no, you, you never know. know. You never know. You never know. You send out a dick pic to Jerry. That's just in the cloud. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> uh, so I do want to do a couple. We have two more DM slides before we kind of, I feel like it's a good time to take a little break. Yeah. 
Um, so my friend Josh, last name redacted, um, he said that this episode was artfully done. I kept thinking the entire time that this is another game. Logan is going to be sitting in the corner listening, and then you see the top of his head and nose, and it's fucking real. Gold medal level episode. I agree. Uh, and then we had one more DM slide. Let me pull it up here. From Katie Ann, last name redacted, mother of children. She <laughs> said, she said, in all separate messages, so many tears. Okay, bye. Uh, so thank you guys for reaching out in our DMs and our emails. Please continue to do that. We went through a whole nother beginning of the episode without mentioning our email and, Holy our, <laughs> and our Instagram. So if you do want to get involved in the conversation, uh, our email is ltbwpodcast at gmail.com. Our Instagram is let the boys watch pod. DM us, email us if you want to be part of the con uh, the conversation or if you want to join us on one of the episodes. Want to be part of the con head conversation? Yeah, it's gonna be a lot. I think the cotton gonna be eaten right towards the end of the season. So, think you're get right. on the get on the train now. Yeah, should I like at the in post? Should I just like <laughs> insert me saying, "Don't forget to email us." <laughs> you know what I should do? I mean, now that we have fancy new theme music, yeah, yeah. I should just put um the email, <laughs> the email address, and the uh, Instagram handle in the theme song. Son of a bitch, my whole the whole day I was like, all right, don't forget to mention Benny's new intro music at the beginning <laughs> of the show. And I fucking forgot. I'm That's sorry. Okay. Yeah, shout That's out okay. to the shout out to the cuz. That was that was amazing, amazingly done. Yeah, really, really guys. great stuff. Thank you. I was bopping it all day in my apartment. It's great. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> Benny, if you were a DJ, what would your name be? DJ Squiggles. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, that, that's Logan. That's a uh, Kendall's DJ. Sorry. How about resident would, DJ expert? I would go DJ Mr. Met. Oh, all right. <laughs> nice. Um, so where are we now? <laughs> so we just finished um Tom and Greg's phone call, and we're getting into now. It's real, right? He's dead, and we're gonna start getting into the corporate reaction to this and how they're gonna handle it. Yes. Um, and was this just now or was this when Jerry went into the kids and was just like, you know, oh, whatever you need. Same with like Hugo. Is that when this is happening? Yeah. So Hugo pops in. Yeah. Um, and, and lets them they're know that they're going to him. Yeah. The, Hugo lets them know that they're drafting up a statement. Yes. Um. And what do they want to do about it? And he's going to be the liaison between them um, and the the plane crew. And then he loops in Jerry. Right. Correct. Um, and while this is happening on the plane, like we said before, they're they're starting to kind of put a couple pieces together, or as they say, the bones. They're putting the bones together of a you know a messaging or response, whatever. Um, I think, you know, the kids obviously want the messaging to come from them and I understand that, but I also understand the, you know, all the execs in the air, like 
they need to fucking be part of this because it's their, you know, it's not their company, but it's their company. They're in, you know, those positions of power. It makes sense. And I just had a quick thought. Uh, I'm going off track here, but you know, all the Greglets that are in the plane. Yeah. You think maybe one of them leaked it? Oh, I forgot to mention this. A hundred percent. It was Greg. You So you, it was Greg, not the Greglets. A hundred percent. I I think that's why the uh, the little the mini Gregs um maybe not fully yeah I'm sure if they're on the plane they they know what's going on but I don't know if they all got that uh five G in the sky plan that Tom has on his phone oh true <laughs> um but I think that's why they cut that conversation off with Greg and the reporter when they did yeah true you're right because he's dumb enough to like if it is to be said so it be so it is his way around <laughs> trying to get out of that situation with her where he says something that kind of like lets it slip that yeah you know logan's either sick or not doing great in the moment and that's where they kind of start to run with the story yeah yeah you're probably right sorry for that uh derailment but uh yeah so um clearly the kids want to have the messaging go out uh jerry comes in and they kind of you know talk to her and they're both they're they're very i don't know re, they're very resistant to having the messaging come out from the executives and during all this time we kind of didn't really talk about this but they're kind of going through it like going through different stages like romans continually like saying do we you know do we really know do we really know and kendall we said it before kendall is like you know, of course, shocked, but like is slowly drifting towards. All right, we gotta fucking be do the right thing here. And Shiv is a mess. So, what do you guys think of like this whole dynamic of the kids almost versus the executives? Yeah, I think when Hugo lets them know um, that they're going to start drafting a statement, um, Kendall goes into businessman mode. Yeah. And although we all know that. They are not killers. They are not the savviest business people. And they're definitely not half as savvy as they think that they are. Kendall is probably the most competent. Right. Um, and he's always taken it seriously. Shiv was always off doing her own thing. Roman was kind of in like the lower levels of the company. Kendall was always kind of probably in that room with Logan. So he understands while he understands that like, this is a fucked up situation. He understands the ramifications this is going to have on the company. Right. And he kind of starts taking the lead as far as, you know, that, that speech he has with, this is always going to be what we did the day our father died. And even something as small as like, let's get our heads together for 30 minutes is going to come off as some cold calculating move by the time it gets out to the public. Right. Robbie. No, I agree. I agree with, um, but what Benny said, yeah, Kendall's the one that takes charge and and kind of sees what the future is going to be like. So he wants to get out in front of it. Uh, Roman is obviously still in denial, thinking, you know, that his dad is still alive and Shiv, like Benny said, is a is a complete mess. So, you know, in this moment, Kendall has, you know, that it factor for you know trying to take over and make sure everything gets out the right way. Because like you said, even though Logan is dead, this is still a fucking global 
company with tons of things hanging in a balance, like a sale with Gojo and stock bar and the marketplace and all these things. And, you know, Frank and those guys obviously want their names to be on the, the, the letter for, for, you know, their own, their own purposes. But I do think that, uh, you know, Kendall takes charge and he even wants to have like a, like a Reagan-esque uh, funeral for uh, a lightly <laughs> Reagan-esque funeral. Yeah, it's a few tweaks for his, uh, for his old man. But uh, I do want to, <laughs> I do want to say something real quick about the quick interaction. I don't know if it happened already between Jerry and, um and Roman. Yes. When Roman kind of breaks down and, and is a little bit vulnerable to Jerry. And he's like, he's just like, I'm sad. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, goodbye. And then walks out. So that was a, a, a tough scene for, for Roman because when he tries to, th- this is the best he knows, right? This is the, this is what he knows as he's a little boy. Some sometimes trapped in a man's body, right? Uh, his, um, like his emotions and his, his trauma and, you know, him being fucking hit by his dad and all these things. And so, I mean, I felt so bad for, for Roman in that scene. And uh, I don't even know if we if we get to the point where they're talking about how how fucked they are. They they go on like each of them like kind of rip each other quickly. It's like, well, you're not going to be okay, and yeah. it's, <laughs> which is kind of funny. But yeah, I mean, like I said, Kendall Kendall took charge, obviously. But uh, that that scene with Jerry and Roman kind of kind of got to me. Yeah, and one quick thing I want to say about Roman is, did you guys notice the various? awkward hugs he gave a few people yeah yeah he like hugged uh connor weird he hugged shiv weird he wanted to hug jerry um i don't know if he gave any other awkward hugs but i def that stuck out to me uh like what a great acting performance by him and everyone else as the resident awkward person on the <laughs> podcast i will say uh i definitely felt all those awkward hugs because i've given awkward hugs i've given awkward kisses on the cheek in my life and uh i definitely felt those those awkwardness moments but i do love it when i watched it back the when he grabs connor's arm yeah i didn't notice it the first time connor does kind of like lean in and like and hug him so i don't know exactly what he was going for with the i don't know if he was trying to give him an irish whip but uh it was <laughs> nice to see connor uh reciprocate that hug right agree um so they start you know kind of getting the messaging together they say that they want it to come from the kids um and this whole time you know the plane's heading back to teterboro we did we don't want to skip over Kendall's call to Jess um who he he basically he's just throwing everything out there like I we need the best doctors the best airplane doctors the, yeah the best like, the best airplane medicine expert <laughs> um but they they get to you know Teterboro uh well they they get off the boat they have a boat come get them um I think right around this time is when Connor has that scene with Willa mm-hmm. and he, you know, basically this is when we talked about before, like he kind of, you know, realizes what's going on and, and gets sad, but he's talking to Willa and he's like, is it like, do you, do you want to be with me? Like, I'm always scared that you're going to leave. Is this about the money? And I think to her credit, like Willa probably at first was like, going to just like, no, but she she's honest with him and she's like, yeah, like it's a little bit about that, but yeah, 
you know, I do want to be with you. And it seems like, I don't know if this happened here or maybe a little later, but it, they go through with the wedding. Then there's like eight people there. Yeah. I thought it was, I mean, you know, we've gotten so much in so little time from Connor in these last couple episodes like that yeah. ending to his story is almost like, you know, we should cancel. And he's almost like, you know what? I've always had this weight around my shoulders, even if he doesn't want to admit it about his father, yeah. that he just kind of almost lets go. And he's like, you know what? This would make me happy to get married. And, you know, he probably didn't have all the bells and whistles that he would have had to kind of drum up that attention. But he actually kind of seems like they had like a nice, sweet ceremony. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, they, they kind of got as much of a happy ending to this episode as you could probably have yeah agree uh i think we might be three con heads on this episode after best wow. <laughs> we'll say there it is yeah and if even... you get that guy on a debate stage i might be a <laughs> full-on con head it looks like it's coming i think you might be right um so they they all get to teeterboro plane lands uh the kids get helicoptered in and they give a quick um, you know, short message to the press. Um, I'm curious to see if what Shiv said as they were walking out, you know, will dictate anything in the future or maybe even dictate the messaging of the media, like where, you know, where we intend to be involved kind of thing. Um, what do you guys think of this this scene here at the airport? I thought it was, I mean, as good of a statement as they could probably have in that moment. I think right. she did a good job delivering it. I think, yeah. um, I, I like Robbie mentioned that scene or that little, you know, snippet of Roman and Kendall at least getting a little bit back to normal there where they're like, yeah, we'll be okay. Yeah. And then Kendall's like, well, not you. Like, you're not going to be okay. <laughs> and they go, you know, they go back and forth a little bit there. That was, you know, one of the few kind of jokier moments we had in the episode yeah. Um. Then they share that hug outside, and I, I thought it was interesting too, where they all kind of pick a different way. Yeah, go their separate so, ways. Yeah, like Shiv just leaves. Kendall decides he just wants to. He doesn't want to leave. He doesn't want to go see the body, but he he wants to watch from afar. And right. Roman, you know, goes in to see the body. Do you think that Shiv and Tom are getting back together? Like I said. A few episodes ago, I don't know, man. I really feel like the different, you know, the rift between them is is so deep that I, I, I'm kind of the type of person that thinks when a woman does not want to be with you anymore, like she has made that decision, All and right. she, you know, they 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 have a way where they can they they handle emotions better. And if they've decided that you're not the right person for them, they stick to their guns. And I think she was so done with Tom that aside from there being some crazy business reason for them to team up, mm -hmm. that she's done with him. I mean, they left together. Maybe for the optics. The optics. I think she just needs somebody in that Someone. moment. Yeah. Because you know she she went and, and and hugged him and it wasn't it wasn't the most warm embrace. No, she does lean her head on his chest and 
you know, she's happy that he's there, I feel. But I think in that moment, they can share that grief. And Tom feels bad for her in that moment. So I, I think it's just him being there for her. I don't know if that's necessarily something to to bring them back together. Right. Robbie, what did you think about the airport scene? I thought it was great. I mean, Shiv, I don't know if there's any ramifications of Shiv not mentioning, you know, Carl Frank and, and those guys. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if that's that's anything. Uh, I did want to say something about the whole Connor thing. Even when when he was talking to Willa and he was, you know, scared and uncertain of her answer, he just he's like, "My dad's dead, and I I feel old." So I mean, yeah. I just thought again, Connor's gotten some some great stuff this season. So and I'm excited to see where that entire where he goes for the remainder of the show but yeah i thought it was i thought it was the scene was great sorry as i fucking continue <laughs> continue my streak of uh joe dimaggio streak of burping on podcasts <laughs> the iron but, horse yeah <laughs> but uh yeah piggybacking again i'll use that word again i don't i don't see ship getting back with tom at all uh i did uh, watch we'll the, all right well you know whatever what can you do I am the um, contrarian on this podcast as our resident contrarian expert. <laughs> yeah, I think that she's uh, I think that she's done, but I thought it was great. I I I don't know, you know, Kendall's reason for not going on the plane to see the body. Uh Roman going on there, I think, is fitting. I think Roman is the most, I guess, emotionally mature character out of the the three of them, and that's saying something. But uh I don't know. I After was... this episode, I don't know. I mean, you're probably right, but it's just like in this in this episode, I fell out of the three of them. It was Kendall, but it maybe wasn't emotional maturity. It was business maturity. Like, we uh, got to do shit. I definitely want, Robbie, I want you to finish your point, but yeah, I, think, sorry. I think a main theme of this episode was showing you how everybody deals with grief. And yes. deals with those situations differently. And they did such a good job. Uh, you know, me personally, if, you know, if somebody I love is in the hospital, it like tears me apart to go to see them in the hospital. Like I can't do it. I don't like going to wakes. I don't like going to funerals. It's just too much for me. And I think that's what you're kind of seeing with Shiv where she just wants to just like detach from it and walk away and leave. And, you know, that's just how I feel. But go ahead, Robbie. Um. I think I forgot what I was going to say, but basically that was really, I, I don't, well, you I don't were saying any... that Roman was the most, Roman was the most emotionally mature. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, but I agree with you, Ron, but I think it's not Kendall being emotionally mature. It's Kendall being more business savvy or understanding the situation right. as well. Yeah. You're uh, right. He probably is, is using that to not process. Yeah. And then finally at the end, he kind of does process when he sees the body being brought off and into the ambulance. Yeah. And, you, and we end the scene, the end the the episode with with uh, you know the camera posted on his face. But yeah, yeah that, was, face. That, that last that last you know shot of Kendall, like almost like letting go. I almost feel like part of him was trying to be the strong one in this situation yeah. for all of them, and he finally has that moment to himself, and he sees the body go into the ambulance and Roman walking away. And he's like finally alone, right? Where he doesn't think anybody's watching, and he, he kind of lets go a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. 
Um, one other thing I want to mention about the airport scene is I loved seeing Colin there looking like a lost puppy. Had no idea what to do. This is why, man, when I say that the show, like with the directing and the writing, they can do so much with like five seconds. Yeah. yeah. Where you're just, you see Colin in that, you know, he's like, he's like looking, he's like a dog that doesn't know where his owner is. Right. And he thinks he's never coming back, you know, he's never coming back again, but he's just like lost in that five second clip where you're like, oh, Colin. You're like, you don't I care know. about Colin, you know, besides yeah. from, you know, that one conversation he had with Logan, like, you don't give a fuck about Colin at all. And right. you feel so bad for him in that moment. And uh, I, my thought was, he's the type of guy that's going to just show up to the office building tomorrow and just like be like, all right, I'm, what do you need me to do? I'm here for work. <laughs> yeah. He's just going to stand outside Logan's office. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to guard the casket at the funeral. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He said he was my best pal. <laughs> um, so is there anything else that we need to say about this episode that we missed or other? I don't think so. It's just one of the, the best episodes I've I've watched in a in a very long time. Yeah, Fair? I to me it's up there with you know those some of those final episodes of Breaking Bad where they were just so heavy. You know, there's so many loose ends getting tied up and, you know, it's just edge of your seat. Like, what the hell's going to happen next? You're holding your breath. You know, I said it all before, but it's worth repeating. It's just such a great episode. Yeah. And there's still seven episodes left. Yeah. That's why I love that. That's why I love that Breaking Bad. Just tie up the fucking loose ends. That's all I care about. Just be be aware. Be self-aware of things that you've shown the audience. That people, some people are invested and some people aren't invested invested in. But just tie up the loose strings. It's so important and so vital to an ending of of a of a series. I know it does. It pisses me off when shows do that. I mean, we reference Game of Thrones all the time, but like, Benny, where's fucking Quaith? (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) Wherever whores go. Yeah, I and I think too. Like I said. you know, we mentioned in the preview episode the rumors that came out about how they didn't know it was the last season. Right. And I was kind of a little bit nervous. Yeah. Um, with, you know, is it going to like he dies one episode to tie it up and then it's just kind of over? Yep. Not necessarily open ended, but like you kind of let your mind figure it out, like yep. how things play out. I'm like on board with this being the final season now. Like they have so much time in these last seven episodes where I don't think. You know, you, there's always those middle of the season episodes and in, in seasons where it's like, eh, not much happened. Yeah, filler episode. But like, what can necessarily be filler at this point? So I, I really have a lot of confidence in them being able to, you know, no pun intended, land the plane uh, on these last <laughs> seven episodes. We shall see. Um, so should we get to America's favorite game? Let's do it. All right. Let's start with. Shit show at the fuck factory of the week. Who was the biggest loser of the week in succession? Who start who started last week? I don't even remember. I think I think yeah, I think you start. I I start this week or Rob? Yeah, no, because I, I took Kerry first last week. Oh shit. All right. Well, so then I'll start. Uh biggest loser of the week is Logan, because he's dead. <laughs> hey, sometimes less is more when it comes to this game. <laughs> Um, 
I'm going to go with Tom as the biggest loser this week. Whoa. I feel like he that yeah. was my choice. Good one. Yeah, I feel like he's so I'm going to expound a little bit, give you a little time to figure out who you're going to pick. Now. Yeah, please, because I'm, I'm scrambling <laughs> in my head right now. <laughs> um, I feel like that phone call with. Yeah, he was I think it was a lot of trauma for him to be on the phone with the kids and, you know, see the guy die in front of him, basically getting chest compressions and all that stuff. But I think he's very much lost right now. He doesn't know who's protecting him, who's in his corner. Is he going to have a job? Is he going to get demoted? Is he going to get fired? Um, so as far as anybody who lost this week, besides, you know, losing a parent, I think Tom business-wise is the biggest loser this week and is the shit show at the fuck factory winner or loser for me this week. Nice. Quick, quick, uh, tidbit. Uh, Mark Mylod, who directed this episode also directed, should show at the fuck factory from season one. So how about that? See, there it is. They bring out the heavy hitters. Yeah. Uh, Robbie, who's your shit show at the fuck factory this week? Oh, my shit show at the fuck factory this week is, a, <laughs> is I, I, I mean, I have to scramble because Benny took Tom. I didn't think he was going to, but I, I forgot how, I forget sometimes how smart he is. <laughs> um, You're so sweet. My shit show at the fuck factory this week. The My loser of the week is, um, Airplane doctors. <laughs> <laughs> no, they have a service. Oh yeah. So I guess it'd be too much to uh, have airplane doctors that on every flight. So I understand where it's coming from, but you should always have an airplane doctor on a flight where there's an eighty, I guess, eighty plus year old man who you know has a lot of of terrible medical medical conditions. You should. He has the the ability and the money to front an airline doctor. So I think Logan was at fault for not having an airline doctor on the plane. I think uh, it's probably one of the reasons why he is no longer with us. Um, I would like, I would like, I don't know. Oh, first of all, I would like to stop fucking burping every five minutes. Gut yeah. juice. I would like to see more. Yeah, the gut juice, that fucking waste of money. Are you still yeah. drinking that shit? Yeah, as you can see, it's it's not helping because I'm regurgitating the innards and the, the gizzards in my belly. <laughs> so, oh uh, yeah. So quickly ending it here, my loser of the week, airline doctors. Where were you when the big man was getting his dolls blown off by Kerry, and he uh, had the old uh, heart attack? So, airline doctors, wake the fuck up. <laughs> nice. Um, so. Uh, great choices, everybody. We're going to change our winner of the week award to the Mem Logan Roy Memorial Serious Person of the Week Award. <laughs> and since this is a snake draft, Robbie, please take it away for us. Well, my um, Logan Roy Memorial Fund winner of the week is nobody that appeared on camera this week. Oh, boy. My winner of the week is, I don't know his first name, but Mr. Matson is my Logan Roy Memorial winner of the week this week. Nice. I think, I think, as Logan would say, he has the juice now, or as I think Omar Epps would say, or in juice, you have the juice now. So um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Matson. I'm going to go a little, little, uh, little different pick for me. I think now, as we see in the upcoming weeks you know trailer that he's meeting with all the kids 
So everybody's going to um, try and jockey for position. And I think that he's in the driver's seat now that, that Logan is no longer with us. I think he has the upper hand on the kids. And I think now he is obviously a pivotal piece in the remainder of this season and this series. And I think that, you know, Matson is one of my, well, not one of my, is the winner of the week for me. Maybe a shitty pick and a dumb pick, but I uh, struggled to uh, pick a winner this week because I'm still grieving the death of L to the OG. Dude be the OG. A, and he playing. Um. This was, yeah, hard to pick a winner this week. But if you listened closely earlier, I tipped my hand. Oh. Uh, last week, I said that these two were my losers of the week. But my Logan Roy Memorial Serious Person of the Week <laughs> is a tie between Jerry and Sid. Nice. They were as out as out you could be. <laughs> you had Tom fake shooting <laughs> Sid in the head. You had Roman awkwardly firing Jerry. Um and all that goes away because the man who was going to do the deed is no longer with us. So, you know, they were about to get pushed off the cliff and they are still here. They're back, baby. Good choice. Good choices. Uh, it's uh, Lucas Matson. Thank yes. you, Robbie. Lucas. I, I didn't want to interrupt you before because no. I do it too too often. Alexander Skargard, well, whatever his name is. Congratulations. Skarsgård, yeah. That, Scar- that whole Skarsgård family is just all over Hollywood. Well, his dad did get the Fields Medal, so... Uh, really? He, no, well, the, the guy who played in uh, Good Will Hunting. Oh, yeah, right. If you want it, I'll give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my Logan Roy Memorial Serious Person of the Week is Logan because he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, the weight is off his shoulders. Finally, he can have the succession that he wanted so bad. <laughs> he could fuck off in peace. Yeah. Well, finally. <laughs> um, no, great choices, everybody. Um, love it. And um, I don't know. Is there anything else we need to say? I did want to say something. Shit, I forgot. Um, do we bring up Greg or do we not care at this point? Yeah, I mean, there's obviously some allegations about uh, Nicholas Braun out there. You know, not really the place for us to discuss them. Most likely, we're keeping an eye on them. Obviously, we take it seriously and we hope that it's not true, but yeah. we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see what happens, but. You never know. Some the people in real life are creeps, and uh, we're just reviewing a show. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much wraps it up for for a great episode, uh, both of Succession and of Let the Boys Watch. Uh, we didn't. Do well, before to... we go, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry go to ahead. cut you off. No, go ahead. We'll do what we we've done the previous two episodes. Yeah. At beginning, you said that it was seven point eight plums out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel now that we've spoken about it for an ungodly amount of time? Oh my god, I can't believe anyone's going to listen to this. Uh, <laughs> I I'm still at the same. I think I'm still at the same arena, like seven point eight ish. Um, but I think my opinion of this episode could rise with 
the rest of the series as a whole if they really stick the next seven episodes because that's i mean i like the show but i don't love it as much as you guys do um but we'll see they could really elevate this show if they really kill it so we'll see what happens all right so i'm still at 7.8 plums i feel it in my plums (laughs) i was gonna work that into the uh into the uh the The new intro i think when we stop doing succession i'm gonna take the l to the og part out okay and maybe throw in the plums at the end of the intro so we'll see love it and actually my logan roy memorial serious person of the week award goes to benny for the new intro (laughs) yeah thank you and my shit show of the fuck factor of the week is myself for not mentioning it at the top of the episode nah baby the the intro is gonna speak for itself yeah (laughs) i think what i might do is like let the beginning part play and have a little bit and then we'll start talking and then play it in in completion at the very end yeah so my thought I mean, this is inside baseball for all the, all you fans out there (laughs) was uh, after the last words of Kendall, as it's fading out, we start the the show and it fades out behind Robbie's intro. So, all right, I'll have to listen to where Kendall is. I'm just thinking, because it's like a minute long. Yeah, that might be a little too long as an intro. But I mean, if you guys want the whole thing at the beginning, I don't care. That's that's up to you. We'll see how it plays, babe. I'll see what it see what it sounds like. I just think like a super long intro is like I don't know. It's like come on, get let's get to the show. <laughs> but that's that's me. You guys don't skip the intro for this show. I skip this fucking intro all the time. Yeah, you're an intro skipper. Yeah, we never never skip. Be a better song, and I won't skip it. <laughs> <laughs> your takes really your your takes really chat my ass. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I thought we were good partners, Robbie. Yeah, no, I love it. Um, all right. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, email us. Follow us on Instagram. Rate, review. Five stars would be helpful. We appreciate it. We love you. Robbie, tell him good night. There's only one good night. That's good night. Rest in power, King. Rest in power to the God. Logan Roy, I hope there's a lot of fuck-offs in the sky for you. <laughs> R to the IP. <laughs> it would be D-I-E. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. Thank you for being here to honor my dad's life and work. So when Rhea was planning this thing, she asked me to help out with a tribute of a certain flavor. Just remember, I'm not a professional. Born on the north bank, king of the east side, 50 years strong, now he's rolling in a sick ride. Handmade suits, raking in loot. Five-star general, y'all best salute. Yo, bitches be catty, but the King Kong daddy. Rock all the haters while we go roll a fatty. Squiggle on the decks, candy on the rhymes. And Logan Big ballin' on Hampton's time. L to the OG. Dude be the OG. A and he playin'. Playing like a pro, CL to the OG, dude be the OG, A-N, he playing, playing like a pro, 
A1 ratings, 80k wine Never gonna stop, baby, fuck father time Bro, don't get it twisted, I've been through hell But since I stand dad, I'm alive and well Shaper of views, creator of news Father of many, paid all his dues So don't try to run your mouth at the king Just pucker up, bitch, and go kiss the ring L to the OG Dude be the OG A and he playing Playing like a pro Fucking OG. Oh,